This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. At Stag Arms, there is no weak side. Our rifles are 100% American-made, including each and every part assembled. We aim to provide recreational shooters, law enforcement officers, hunters, and professional shooters with super quality and competitively priced rifles. Every rifle shipped is built to order. Check out Stag Arms now. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Stag Arms banner. Life is unpredictable, but you can count on Valley Food Storage to help you and your family prepare. With clean, natural, great tasting, and long-lasting food storage, with our natural and nutritious freeze-dried food, you'll be storing the food you love to eat. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Valley Food Storage banner. So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. And welcome to the Jeffers Brief. I'm your host, John Jeffers. Saying welcome. It's 2020. New decade starts. Can't wait to see what it holds for all of us. Anyway, my friends. Uh, now, last night, we heard uh, and we saw the same video rolling all the time of the Iranian missile attack that never hit any bases, never killed anybody. Okay. So what? I have got to say something here. I'm very disappointed in some of you putting out your little Facebook post, your text messages. Oh, Trump's getting us into another war in Iran. You know what? You sound like the same clowns on the left who were screaming three years ago, Trump's going to get us into a war with North Korea. Stiffen up your spine. Support your president. You may not like everything he says and does. I don't. But he's sure as hell better. He's one of the best ones I've seen in a long, long time. And for those of you screaming, especially the leftists, they're going to bring the draft back. 
Now, these are the same leftists who screamed that, being, that Trump was a draft dodger. And being a draft dodger was bad. Well, I hope to see some of you leftists out there screaming that. I hope to see you in line down at the military entrance processing station. You know, the MEPS center. Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. You, Oh, being drafted was bad for you been okay to send somebody else's kid i get it now morons can't stand them okay yesterday yesterday my friends i posted a video i had seen uh it was posted by uh florida concealed carry if you want to see the video it's posted on the uh contra radio network group and it's very short very short. And I post up there. Okay, boys and girls, tell me what you see. Let's do an exercise of what you personally would be your shoot, don't shoot point. So I'm going to sit there and put it out there. If you, have, if, you, when you, if you haven't seen it, that's fine. Take my comments. Watch it. But, but Johnny, this is what happens. We have what appears to be a package center you know somebody where you take like you go to the ups store or wherever i don't think it's a ups store but i don't know i can't even tell you where it's from where where this happened i looked i can't find anything on it anyway you see in the background three people coming in to the store two wait outside and the apex predator himself walks into the store in the store there's a man at the counter being helped by the clerk, followed by another man who's sitting there waiting to have his package put into the system. All right. The apex predator, I'm sorry, the alleged apex predator comes in and what he does is this. You can, There's no audio to it. You see him pull, pull a weapon, a firearm. And apparently he's saying something to her, must be demanding money or something. My, That's my guess. What the apex predator doesn't realize is that the customer immediately to his right pulls out his gun and pops the guy three times. I'm maybe fourth, I'm not sure. Now, granted... As human beings, when we watch a video, we focus what's on the center. Ruts right there in the center. We, we see the peripheral, but we don't really pay attention to it. You need to pay attention to the peripheral during this video. Because there's a couple of things that you see happen. Um, the first one, the guy who's waiting in line. He goes into immediate sensory overload. Pops his hands, ah, screaming. He's totally out. He's useless. The good guy with the gun who shot the would-be apex predator. Um, very interesting. Watches after action stuff. Not only does he pop the guy. He kicks the guy's gun away. He scans to see if there's anybody else. Mm-hmm. He's scanning the area. And at that point, the video ends. It's very difficult to see what may or may not have happened. 
So I've been watching. I watch it like you know twenty times. Want to make sure I'm getting stuff right here. Now the apex predator had two friends with him. When he walks in there and pulls the gun, the friends don't come in the store. As a matter of fact, one goes this way, one goes that way. They want they want no part of this. So the apex predator, who thought he had his own personal posse and wolf pack, is now a lone apex predator. Or a would-be apex predator. Now what I find interesting as I'm watching this, so this tells me something about the good guy with the gun. And I use the term good guy to differentiate from the apex predator. Don't know anything about the guy, the good guy. Don't know anything about him. But it is clear from the video, one, the man has a knowledge of firearms and he's confident in its use. Two, after shooting the guy, he kicks the gun away. Three, he's scanning the area immediately after the shoot, looking for possible other threats that could be coming. What this tells me about the good guy, one, he's either a cop, he is a combat soldier, or he is a full, you know, teardrop tattooed gangman who has shot people before. Watch it. Watch how calm, cool, and collected this guy is when he does it. You, in fact, now I've told you about it, you're probably going to watch it two or three times just to see this guy, see what he does. Because he steps outside. He's still, he is not holstered right away. He has his weapon down by his side, looking. He's already scanned the store. You got the other guy in sensory overload. He's not a threat. He's trying to figure out what the hell just happened. And, um, he's, you know, like I said, he walks over, kicks the gun away, the apex predator's gun, away from the body, just in case he managed to survive those two to three headshots. Now, granted, the apex predator was wearing a hoodie. I think that was very good of the apex predator to do that because now the cleanup crew doesn't have doesn't have a lot to clean up. All the, the blood and the, most of the brain matter are scattered inside his hoodie because he was wearing it. Anyways, getting back to the uh, good guy. Like I said, he sits there and he pops this guy, kicks it away. He's scanning, looking around. He steps outside. Gun in hand, down by his side, he's looking around, and then the video stops. So that's my takeaway. For you know, you can I mean some people say, well, he should have said something. My point is this gun in hand, gun in use. Very simple. I don't know how it is in other jurisdictions. It is not a requirement in Illinois, the People's Democratic Republic of Illinois, the tyranny state, that you announce, drop your weapon or I'll shoot. Not necessary. My guess is it's probably not necessary in other jurisdictions. My point is the apex predator made his decision to use deadly force and was willing to use it by brandishing the firearm. As far as I'm concerned, this was a righteous shoot. 
No problems. That's all I could tell you about it. All right, we're coming up at the end of our first segment. Stick around. I think you'll like what you see. I think uh, I think it'll be good for you. All right, we'll be right back after these messages because I got to pay the bills. I got something else I want to tell you people. All right, we'll be right back after this. Black Metal Firearms are a couple guys I know personally and friends of mine that put together some great accessories for all your firearms needs. Everything that I've seen them do is just top notch and very nice looking. Blackmetalfirearms.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Go to Facebook, Black Metal Firearms. They got a great page there too. Learn more about the workmanship and the craftsmanship they put into every accessory and every build they do. Proper has made tactical gear with a purpose for over 50 years since their first U.S. Navy contract in 1967. Today, Proper designs and manufactures professional-level tactical apparel and gear for military, law enforcement, and public safety professionals and civilians, whether in the service, on the job, or off for the weekend. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Proper banner now. Life is unpredictable, but you can count on Valley Food Storage to help you and your family prepare. With clean, natural, great tasting, and long-lasting food storage, with our natural and nutritious freeze-dried food, you'll be storing the food you love to eat. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Valley Food Storage banner. This is the Contra Radio Network. CRN for all the right reasons. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for our second segment today. I am John Jeffers. You're listening to the Jeffers Brief on Contra Radio Network and also Contra Radio Network Broadcasting on Live365.com. In case you were wondering, CRN is now available on 14 different platforms that you can listen to. Some of you are watching on video. The video is posted on Podbean.com. And on YouTube, we're working on some other uh, video platforms, but that's you know something else. Now I was talking to my good friend uh, Don Lowry. He's the broadcast director here at CRN, and I gotta tell you, Don gave me some distressing news. You know, we partnered up with Stag Arms, HB Vitality. Uh, 
proper, a whole bunch of other uh, companies. And we asked you, we begged you, we pleaded with you, do us a favor. If you're going to buy stuff, please go through our portal. So that way you can help support, you know, Contra Radio Network and all of our programs. We don't do this for free. You get the shows for free, but it still costs us. No, we are not going to make a lot of money on this. We're not even going to get close to it. I've been doing this show. I've been doing this thing for five years. I started it. I've been playing with it for five years. I have yet to make a profit on it. That's why we did. That's why I brought in Don Lowry. That's why I brought in Mark Boyle. So I brought in Julie Kenny. You're saying Julie who? Julie Kenny, yeah, she does our monthly newsletters. Go to contraradionetwork.com. Sign up for them. We got Mark working his butt off to make sure that all of our programs and websites and all the other platforms are all compatible. They all work together. Now, some of you, seven, seven of you, God love you, God bless you, thank you, given some money every month. I appreciate that. Thank you. The rest of you, by the way, I know how many downloads we get every week. And I, you know, broken down by show. Do I know who? No, of course not. Not going to figure that out. Not even going to go there. But to suffice, you get the show for free, and that's cool. I get it. No one wants to pay for content, and I'm not asking you to pay for content. What I'm asking you to do is throw three bucks a month, three dollars a month to Contrario Network. You apparently like the shows. You download them. You listen to them. I don't know what else to tell you guys. I got to tell you something though. If some of you were in my prepper group and you didn't prepare and you said, oh, we're with John's prepper group. Don't have to do nothing. Well, when that shit hits the fan, we're going to go to John with the prepper group and we'll be taken care of. Really? You know that's not how it works. You know it doesn't work that way. You show up at your prepper group and you have done nothing to prep, you might as well keep on pumping the shoe leather express down the road, baby, because you ain't staying there. Now obviously I can't you know, can't tell you, hey, hit the bricks, keep going. Yeah. I get it. You don't want to pay for content. I get no one wants to. And what I'm asking you to do. God love you for the seven of you that do. Thank you so, so much for the last year. Those people, I know who they are. And I'll be taking care of those people very shortly. Because I want to make sure that they understand my gratitude for their financial support. I'm asking, you know, last year it was $2. I'm asking for $3 a month to give us a hand. You don't think it costs money for all this? It does. It does. And it has. 
So I'm asking you. Three bucks a month. Don't be cheap and say, I'm not going to. I'll let somebody else pay for it. Really? That's the kind of person you are? That's the kind of prepper you are? That's the kind of patriot you are? You want other people to pay for it? A show that you get for free that you like, and you can get it for free, but you're not willing to throw in a couple bucks a month? That makes you no better than the Democrats who want you to pay for everybody else's stuff. At least you're getting something for your money here. And if you're offended, well, maybe you should be offended because maybe what I said hit a nerve. Maybe it bothers your conscience a little bit. I'm hoping it does. Three bucks a month, guys. Three. And if you can't, cannot justify three dollars a month, fine. Two dollars. But getting back to what Don said, during, you know what, last month, we had nobody buy anything through any of our partners. And if they did, they didn't go through our portal. That's why I'm kind of ticked off about it. Say, like, come on. We're working hard to build these relationships, and yet we can't deliver anything? It's like, oh, help me. You know, I. what else do I got to do? All right. Well, that's the way I feel about it. You know, and I find it hard to believe that no one who listens to this show can afford, can't afford $3 a month. We had one person thought he'd be funny. Here's a dollar thirty-seven. Really? Really? A dollar thirty-seven. That's what you think. You know what? I'd rather lose you as a listener than take your dollar thirty-seven. And believe me, I'm not sure I'd want that kind of person in my prepper group or my patriot group. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah, I know it's a little harsh, but it is. That's what it is. Oh, all right. Um, how much time? Well, we got time. Um, I'm going to tell you some things that maybe you have not heard, and I want to put it out there for you. Did you know that on uh, the U.S. trade deficit dropped 8.2% in November to 43. Zero nine billion dollars. You know, the Bureau of Economic Analysis has released the Q4 import-export data showing a considerable drop in the U.S. trade deficit. Exports increased approximately 0.7%, which is $208.6 billion, while imports dropped 1%, $251.7 billion, lowering the overall trade deficit to $43.1 billion. Now, while pundits are surprised at the strong result, it should not come as a surprise to many of you listeners here on the Contra Radio Network. By the way, nah, well, we'll wait, we'll hold on. Yeah, you know what? No. Do you think the mainstream media is going to tell you this? Hell no. You're going to hear it here, but they aren't going to tell you nothing about it. They don't want to say anything. Meanwhile, during Q2, Q3, the rate of the GDP growth was impacted in part by inflated U.S. purchases as companies bought holiday merchandise earlier than normal. 
This was an effort to avoid looming tariffs, and as a result, companies increased their overall inventory. Now, while those predicted Q4 purchases, which is October, November, December, would be lower specifically because of this backlog of retail inventory. With the massively successful holiday season now over, those inventories have sold, specifically because the value of imports are deducted from the GDP calculations. There will be a much stronger Q4 GDP growth resulting from less import activity. There you go. Does that make sense to you, my friends? I need to know these answers. All right. And the Wall Street financial pundits are too focused on the multinational side of the ledger, and they simultaneously don't review data from the Main Street perspective. Therefore, they don't see, or pretend not to see, the common sense equation staring them in the face. The U.S. economy is very strong. Strong U.S. consumer sales drive the GDP growth. Combined consumer spending with lower imports, meaning less deductions from overall economic activity, and the rate of the GDP growth will expand in Q4 much more than anticipated. Now, the long-term trade situation continues to reflect the seismic shift away from Chinese manufacturing. And this trend began exactly after President Trump visited the Asian partners back in November 2017. What? Yeah, that's right. So the U.S. multinational investment in China is continuing to shrink. This outcome is exactly what the America First policies are designed to create. The purpose of redesigning the USMCA was to make investment in North America the better choice. With the passage of the USMCA, we will see the results rather quickly, all things considered. Wall Street banks, international investment groups have been waiting to calculate the location for the best return. The better returns on capital investment will come from North America. The USMCA is designed to enhance manufacturing in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Oh, you mean you, mean you haven't heard that before? Well, no kidding. Do you really think the mainstream media that gets on the plane with two left wings is going to tell you anything good? about anything, anything that Trump has done, what the Trump economy is, of course they're not going to. You know that. I know that. All right. We're coming up at the end of segment two. Stick around. As we go into segment three, I think you'll like it. Oh, my, oh, my. So much to do, so little time. All right. Stick around. All right. At Stag Arms, there is no weak side. Our rifles are 100% American-made, including each and every part assembled. We aim to provide recreational shooters, law enforcement officers, hunters, and professional shooters with super quality and competitively priced rifles. Every rifle shipped is built to order. Check out Stag Arms now. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Stag Arms banner. Black Metal Firearms are a couple guys I know personally and friends of mine that put together some great accessories for all your firearms needs. Everything that I've seen them do is just top-notch and very nice looking. BlackMetalFirearms.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Go to Facebook, Black Metal Firearms. they got a great page there too. 
learn more about the workmanship and the craftsmanship they put into every accessory and every build they do. Life is unpredictable, but you can count on Valley Food Storage to help you and your family prepare. With clean, natural, great tasting, and long-lasting food storage, with our natural and nutritious freeze-dried food, you'll be storing the food you love to eat. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Valley Food Storage banner. This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. All right, welcome back. Part three, or segment three. Uh, for you preppers out there, I have not forgotten you, my friends. Let's talk about this. Uh, five things from Urban Survival Site that says you should never waste your prepping money on. Number one, preparing to survive a major disaster or world-changing event can be a very expensive pursuit. So with this being the case, it's essential not to waste your prepping money. In order to make prepping budget stretch as far as possible, you'll want to avoid purchasing prepping items that aren't actually useful or necessary. So here's what we come up with. Number one, survivalist subscription boxes. They're all the rage right now. However, while subscription boxes can be fun, most of the time you end up paying for a lot of items that you don't want or need. Purchasing them individually, therefore, is a much better bet. Number two, excess fire starters. Fire starters such as lighters and flint and steel strikers tend to be an item that many preppers hoard. In reality, though, you only need one fire starter to get a blaze going, and spending money on an entire collection of fire starters isn't going to help your survival odds. The same logic applies to a wide range of other items as well. Purchase what you need, but don't go overboard. For example, buy five or six, you know what, buy five, ten, buy, buy ten fire starters. So that way in case you lose one or whatever happens, you still, you still, you still got a few back up, all right? But you don't need that many, come on. Number three, cheap water filters. Today, you know, there are many, many water filters on the market that cost less than $20. And as you might imagine, these filters aren't exactly reliable. And there are many contaminants they cannot remove. If you're going to put your health on the line drinking suspicious water, it's far better to use a high-quality water filter. It is. Number four, gimmicks. There's no shortage of gimmicks that are marketed toward preppers. While these gimmicks come in every shape and form, identifying them is typically easy enough. If it looks and sounds like a cheap gimmick, it probably is. Number five, pre-made kits. Pre-made survival kits are no doubt convenient. The problem is they also tend to contain cheap, poorly constructed products, as with subscription boxes. Choosing your own products individually is a much better option. Now, when we talk about pre-made kits, I'm talking about some, you know, let's talk about some of these pre-made food kits. Yes, we've got 15 of this, 20 of that, 16 of those, 25 of that. You know what? The bottom line is this. Look at what they actually consist of. You're going to find some pretty thin soup in there. No, I'm serious, soup. When you're out there busting your ass trying to stay alive, 
The last thing you want is soup. You want a hearty meal. You need something to eat. You get, you got to satisfy that hunger. And sitting down there, you're going to suck vegetable soup? Really? That's just me. And I would look very carefully at every food convenience box that they sell. Some of the stuff, I will not do it. Will not. Just based on what they're putting in there. They're putting in the least expensive crap that they have lying around in the inventory for the last year or so they can't sell because everyone knows it's crap and nobody wants to eat it anyways. Why would you? I don't know. I'm just saying. There you go. Five of them. Um, something else I, I've um, just come across recently, and I don't know if you've even heard about it, and I, and I want to share it with you, is this. Have you heard of weaponized nanotechnology? Well, neither have I. It's a huge threat to humanity, and here's why. In a recent uh, Cambridge University conference, researchers revealed, mind you, that there is a 5% chance nanoweapons will cause human extinction prior to the year 2100. The prospect of weaponized nanotechnology is fairly new, so elaboration is needed. Um, weaponized nanobots are smaller than a pinhead and can be programmed to perform a variety of lethal functions. These include injecting toxins, targeted killings, poisoning water supplies, and one of the most more disturbing implications of weaponized nanotechnology is the advent of mini-nukes. These nuclear bombs would weigh at most five pounds and would be easily concealable in a pocket or a purse. Louis Del Monte, a physicist and nanoweapons researcher, believes it is likely terrorists will acquire some forms of weaponized nanotechnology in the late 2020s. That's this decade, guys. Now, while the prospect of miniature nuclear weapons is frightening, the most dangerous aspect of nanotechnology is the ability of nanobots to self-replicate. If self-replicating nanobots were released, they would become autonomous and would kill indiscriminately. In this manner, nanobots would become something like a man-made robotic virus. Despite reservations about the development of nanotechnology, Russia, China, and the United States are currently investing billions into the development of nanoweapons. The atomic bomb was a revolutionary weapon that defined the 20th century. It seems as though nanoweapons will be the defining weapon of the 21st century, if we're around to even categorize it. There's a new book if you want to learn more. It's Louis Del Monte's book, Nanoweapons, A Growing Threat to Humanity. Does the development of nanoweapons concern you? And how should the U.S. confront Russian and Chinese development of nanoweapons? Something to think about, my friends. I'm not making this up. I'm not that smart to make it up. Oh, oh by the way, here's something for you. You gotta love Trump, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Since they killed that rotten bastard... Salmani, I got to tell you guys, <laughs> Trump has forced, no, actually he didn't force them. He manipulated the Democrats, the Dems, the liberals, 
the Democratic Party into defending a terrorist. I don't make it up. Look at him. Oh, you should have killed Soleimani. <laughs> really? Really? Everything that rotten bastards has done to not just people around the world, but to our own American troops. And here he got the Democrats wringing their hands. <laughs> what are we going to do? He killed him. I don't know what to tell you. Now, some of you are saying, hey, by the way, for those of you who still haven't figured it out yet, and I'm not saying, you know what, it didn't dawn on me till a few weeks ago. Trump's personality is that of a salesman. That's it. That's his psyche. That's his profile. He's a salesman. That's what he does. You see, if you understand that, then everything else makes sense. Figure it out, people, my friends. I like Trump. I'm going to vote for him again in 2020. Not only do I think he's done a good job, but I want to make—I want to see the Democrats absolutely jump from every tall building in this country. I do. Crying and weeping and gnashing of teeth isn't enough. Now I want to see them hang themselves and jump off buildings. I do, and I don't care. Jump. That's what that—that's what I'm saying. And KL, here's something else that uh, you're not going to under—that you're not that you're um probably not going to hear from the mainstream media. Trump has won his first sanctuary city fight. You're saying, why? I didn't know there was, yeah. Guess what? He won the first one. Uh, just before Christmas, the Ninth Circuit rejected, mind you, Los Angeles's petition to reconsider its ruling upholding the administration's cops rules. <laughs> So let's imagine for a moment that you, or someone you know, has become a crime victim. The perpetrator you learn has been incarcerated before this offense, and federal immigration officials discovered that he was in the country illegally, wanted to pick him up for deportation. The jail, however, sits in a sanctuary city. So it refused to hold the suspect for immigration officials, or even notify them before releasing him back into the community. Thus allowing him to harm you or your loved one. The scenario has played out many, 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 numerous times. And it illustrates why many Americans are angry about sanctuary cities, and they should be. Righteous anger, I say. Donald Trump, of course, promised to end them beginning in 2017. However, his administration lost a series of legal battles with sanctuary cities. In each case, courts prevented the administration from using its grant-making authority to disincentivize sanctuary policies. That is... If you're going to do this, we're not giving you any federal money. Now, sanctuary cities are we're having their cake and eating it too. Thumbing their nose at the federal government's request for basic law enforcement cooperation, yet taking in federal law enforcement grant funds. I know, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it doesn't, and here's why. 
So last July's ruling, the city of Los Angeles versus Barr must have felt like a gut punch, reversing a lower court judgment for Los Angeles. A three-judge panel, the famously liberal Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, upheld scoring factors used by the administration in awarding the community-oriented policing services grants. Scoring factors that handicapped sanctuary cities. That's right. They, <laughs> but I remember this. The court said you can't do that this year, but you can make it part of next year's grant funding in terms of putting in uh, caveats of what they have to do in order to get that money. That's what this is about. Okay. Uh, we're going to finish this up on our fourth and last segment coming up in just a few seconds. So stick around. You do not want to miss this. I have nothing but good information to give unto you, my listeners. All right. We'll be right back after this. All right. Radio Network. CRN for all the right reasons. Proper has made tactical gear with a purpose for over 50 years since their first U.S. Navy contract in 1967. Today, Proper designs and manufactures professional-level tactical apparel and gear for military, law enforcement, and public safety professionals and civilians, whether in the service, on the job, or off for the weekend. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the proper banner now. Hey folks, guess what the number one phrase that Life Change Tea receives by email? You ready? We love this tea. We love this tea. Time after time, week after week, we love this tea. Life Change Tea gives you more energy. A beautiful cleansing and fulfills its slogan perfectly. The tea that makes you go. So if you want to be on your health game, log on to getthetea.com and order Life Change Super Strength Tea. Packages come in a one-month supply. And when you brew this stuff, wait until you see the results. Aren't we all about the results? And with a lot of people's health struggling, we can use a little bit of help. Doctors will tell you, disease starts in the gut. So, log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Be our next email saying, I love this tea. I mean, I love this tea. Get the tea at getthetea.com. Helping America, one teabag at a time. All right, welcome back for our fourth and final segment for this week's episode of The Jeffers Brief. Let's get back to it. So perhaps uh, owing to the Ninth Circuit's reputation, Los Angeles, along with other sanctuary jurisdictions, 
appearing as the Amici Curie, which is Latin for friend of the court, petitioned the court to rehear the case before a larger number of judges, a situation known as rehearing in Banque. Petitioners, it seemed, were also buoyed by the split panel. Judge Kim McLean Wardlaw, a Clinton appointee, had dissented, a fact that petitions repeatedly mentioned. But this isn't your father's ninth circus court of appeal. I'm saying circus because it is, or it was. All right, so alongside tax and regulatory reform, President Trump's biggest domestic accomplishment has been stocking the federal courts with constitutionalists who believe in applying the law as written instead of legislating from the bench, judicial activism. Nine of the court's 29 active judges are Trump appointees. That's more appointees than any other president. Now, thanks to them, on December 17th, the rehearing petitions were denied, freeing the administration to run cops in the manner deemed objectionable by the plaintiffs. So, my good friends, if it's bad for the liberals, it's probably good for our country. Simple. But let's take a more closely let's take a closer look at the case. In Los Angeles and its legal piles were upset that the cops office, which is housed in the Department of Justice, included illegal immigration as one of their eight focus areas an applicant could choose when applying for cops grants. Worse yet from their perspective, was cops' decision to award bonus points to applicants who certify that federal immigration officials can access local jails to interview non-citizens and that notice will be provided before releasing such individuals. Sanctuary cities broadly restrict such access and notice. Their main argument was that Congress didn't empower the DOJ to take such actions. But as Judge Sandra Ikuta and Judge Jay Bybee explained in their majority opinion, Congress in fact authorized DOJ to promulgate regulations and guidelines to carry out the COPS program, distinguishing it from the Edward Byrne Justice Assistance Grant program at issue in previous sanctuary city cases. Now, JAG grants, unlike COPS grants, are doled out according to a formula set by Congress. Moreover, as the majority opinion notes, Congress didn't define community-oriented policing in the enabling statute. They left it to the executive branch to fill in the gaps, which they did. This gets us to the nub of the issue. Sanctuary cities insist that even the most basic cooperation between federal and local authorities relative to immigration enforcement is, to quote from the Amakai's petition for an en banc review, anathema to community-oriented policing, or as Judge Wardlaw wrote, antithetical to it. In her hyperbolic dissent, Wardlaw called the administration's view that cops can encompass federal and local partnerships on immigration enforcement Orwellian. Really? If anything is Orwellian, it's the claim made constantly by sanctuary cities and their defenders that sanctuary policies enhance public safety by building trust. Yeah, you can trust they'll get out and do some more crimes. They argue that otherwise law-abiding illegal immigrants know they can report crime or act as a witness without fear of deportation. It's a big sanctuary city lie. A jurisdiction need not be a sanctuary city to refrain from asking crime victims and witnesses about immigration status. Indeed, even before liberals began their sanctuary city crusade during the Obama years, the default rule in most places was 
to not ask victims and witnesses about their status. That is true. During my 26 years on the street, from 1988 to 2014, I never asked anyone about their immigration status because I didn't care. What I cared about, what did you see? What happened to you? Give me some information. That's what I cared about. But anyways, I digress. For the record, none of the challenged cops rules suggest, much less require, that local authorities ask crime victims or witnesses whether they are here legally. Sanctuary policies don't instill trust. They make it difficult and in some cases impossible for immigration officials to put deportable aliens who are in local jails for criminal acts into deportation proceedings before being released back into the community to get more victims. It's beyond debate that many individuals shielded by sanctuary policies have committed new crimes and in some cases heinous ones. Such policies, while politically correct, have damaged communities, harmed innocents, and contributed to the country's growing political divide. In 2020, the administration, thanks to the Ninth Circuit's refusal to reconsider its decision in the city of Los Angeles versus Barr, will be free to encourage cities, counties, and towns not to adopt them. There you go. There it is. Now that was written, my good friends, by Kevin Sondek. He's an attorney in Zionsville, Indiana. And he writes about sanctuary cities nationally. Good for him. And he's right, by the way. He's right. Oh, I got time. Should we do this? Yeah. Okay, for you preppers out there, there's another thing for you. We need 15 things for communities to do after the grid goes down. SHTF, baby. Urban Survival Site, thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Number one. Things that communities will need to do after the end of the world as we know it. Here's the, here's the list. Number one. Do what you can to ensure local infrastructure stays maintained, functional, and secure. Two. Form local markets to keep commerce and trade alive and well. Three. Reestablish rule of law and a sense of normalcy should be a primary focus. Four, remember to plan ahead. Start making preparations for winter, spring crops, fuel for equipment, etc. Always be thinking six to 12 months ahead. Number five, utilize the U.S. Constitution and maybe your state constitution to help reestablish the rule of law. Start with your local area, move outward. Cooperation and compromise will be critical. Well, to some point. Number six, hold local elections to elect judges, sheriffs, police chiefs, fire chiefs, mayors, county commissioners, militia leaders, etc. They will be voluntary at first. Number seven, hold town and area meetings to consider the formal dissolution of former town and county charters. Reestablish new ones in writing signed by officials. That's a good one there. That's a powerful one. Number eight, establish a volunteer militia with clear roles and duties. Elect a leader of the militia. Be sure to differentiate between the police and militias so they understand their roles. Number nine, reestablish local, county, and state written laws and prescribed punishments. Start simple. Focus more on restraining the government than on restraining citizens. Number ten, determine how you want to handle schools for children. Homeschools, local co-ops, 
What about internships and apprenticeships? Number 11, establish a local clinic or doctor's office for treatment of disease, injuries, etc. Consider a security team for the doctor. Hell yeah. That man's weight could be worth its value in gold. All right. Number 12, establish regular town and county meetings. Consider the utilization of local radio stations and other forms of communication to make people aware of these meetings. Number 13, consider the reestablishment of the public library and newspaper. Transparency and making information available to the public will be crucial. Number 14, don't wait for the collapse. Start with your current town's and city's policies. Start finding ways to make your community more self-reliant. And 15, consider getting a head start on making plans for how to go about the reestablishment of your town and community. Hey guys, listen up. Um, I, I, you know, I'm just thinking about number 14 there. Many towns and cities rely on the state and federal government for their uh, self-reliance. Well, we're going to get this from them. We're going to get that from them. I think the best way to prepare for it is to prepare in a form that presupposes you don't get any of that stuff. An alternate plan. Plan B, if you will. Plan A works out. Hey, great. God love you. I hope it does. But you need to have a plan B. And plan B says we get nothing. We're on our own here. I'm just saying. But that's me. That's what I think about it. Well, we got what? Less than two minutes left? Hmm. We talked about that. We talked about that. You know, I want you all to do me a favor. Sometime during this week. Oh, you know what? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, we've got some new listeners around the world. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. I'm going to get caught the map real quick because I want to thank those listeners. We've got some new listeners around the world, people. I know. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? But I want to bring out a thank you for them. Uh, and don't forget, Canadians, we're still working on your show. we got something coming up for you. Um, France. Believe it or not, France. 12. Costa Rica and Central America. Thank you for listening. And don't forget about Australia. They're in New South Wales. They are getting their butts kicked by those these wildfires. These fires have been going on since September. They can't get it. And now they know why? Because they've been making arrests for people who've been caught setting the fires. They should bring those sons of bitches up on charges and indulge them in their obsession with fire by setting them ablaze. Enough's enough of that. Whole species of animals are being wiped out. That only in Australia. So, anyways, I'm John Jeffers here at the Contra Radio Network, saying thank you for listening. Stick around for next week. We'll do another show. Until then, my good friends, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>